Welcome to PD's Power Hour. I'm your host, Michelle, also known as PD. And in today's episode, we are talking about Glenn Fittich 12 Year Scotch. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to try to do something different this time with my minis because I have a ton of different minis and I have a really hard time myself trying to decide which one to do. So I decided, you know what? Let's not make this decision on me. Let's make it on the listener and grab that listener engagement so this can be much easier on my brain. <laughs> so I decided I picked four random ones, completely random from my little stack of minis, and I put it up on Twitter on a poll, and I said, hey, people, you decide what I'm going to do next week for a mini. And here we are. Glenn Fittich won by a mere one vote. One. So... Cast your vote, people. Your vote matters. <laughs> it just barely beat Malibu coconut rum, in case you were wondering. So I'll probably put coconut, the Malibu, rather, into the next poll, since it was such a close second, since I have a feeling people will probably like to vote for that one since it was so popular. But thank you, everyone who voted, and I really appreciate it. So I'm really excited to get into the Glenfiddich. But before we get into that, I wanted to get into a little bit of news. So if you are not into wine news or into the wine world, this episode today, this mini, is being released on Tuesday, April 13th. This past week in Europe, specifically in France that I'm talking about, there has been a lot of frost. And frost does to grapes is destroy them. <laughs> I mean, right now we're going through, it's just past budding. They're starting to form their grapes. And what frost is going to do is kill the grapes and kill the buds. And so winemakers are clamoring. They're, they're desperate right now. Some places are reporting that they've lost 100% of their 2021 crop. And that's horrible for a small little winery based in the Rhone that has like four hectares. And what do you do? Because you have no income for that entire year. So you've got to plan it out. You've lost all your stock. And like, you know, I've got 2020. So maybe I'll just try to sparse it out a little bit, not release as much. So at least I can generate some income because these places are don't make I'm talking about small wineries, don't make a lot of money to begin with. So it's very difficult right now for a lot of small wineries in France. And how they're trying to combat this is, if you haven't seen on like like a bunch of wine publications and such, is they'll light big candles and try to circulate warm air in the vineyard. So it's like there's a lot of pollution going on in France right now because of all of the fires, but they got to, they're trying to save their crop. They're trying to save their industry. So it's really horrible right now. I really feel I have a couple old wine friends who own wineries and are winemakers in France. And it's it's hard to see. It's that's your livelihood. So support your local winery, support a small winery. Don't you know, it's so easy to go for the big boys that are big names that are very recognizable. But if you see something on the shelf, you're like, hey, that looks like a small little winery or ask the person you're, who works there. Like, is this, you know, support small local business is all really I'm trying to say. So enough of the sad stuff. Let's get into our Glen Fittich. So Glen Fittich is a 12-year single malt scotch from Speyside. And you might be wondering, oh my gosh, Michelle, where is Speyside? Well, Speyside is part of the Highlands. It's more northern part of Scotland, but not quite so north, like part of the... T it's, I don't have a map. It's really hard to explain. Like, this is difficult for me. <laughs> Pretty 
much. Glenfiddich is located in the Scottish borough of Dufton in Moray. Speyside itself is an area in which River Spey flows between Inverness and Aberdeen. So it's not it's not a huge area, but in actuality there are a lot of distilleries within the Speyside region. So to give you an idea, Scotland has about 120 120 plus distilleries within the entire country. 30 are located in the Highlands, which is the area pretty much just around Speyside, and about 60 are located in Speyside. So within a very much smaller area in Speyside, there are a lot of distilleries. So this is quite the popular area to be making some scotch. (laughs) But generally speaking, and I'm talking generally, distilleries in this area hold back on the peat, but they've sort of developed their own style, their own kind of house style, with other defining factors such as shape of the pot still, type of cast, where the grain comes from, also all that kind of other stuff. So not so much the peat. So if you see like a a bottle on the shelf that says Speyside, generally speaking, it's not going to be as heavily peated as say something from Isla or Campbelltown. So a little fun shopping fact. (laughs) So how did Glenfiddich start? Well, Glenfiddich was started by William Grant, who had a lifelong dream to start his own distillery. So with the help of his nine children and a single stonemason, he was able to open his distillery on Christmas Day in 1887. Good for him. (laughs) So years go by and prohibition comes around, unfortunately. So what most distillers were doing during this time is they were cutting back on production because you're not selling anything. Well, Glenfiddich, this is where Glenfiddich starts to get ahead of the game. What they started to do during Prohibition was increase production. So the complete opposite of what everybody else was doing. And people thought they were crazy. But William's grandson, Gordon, joined the family firm and decided, like, this is what we're going to do because people are going to want this stuff. People are going to be wanting the 12-year, the 18-year, all, you know, all the things that we produce when prohibition ends and we're going to be ready for them and sure enough when prohibition ended there were only six distilleries left open in scotland one of them being glenfiddich and then a new surge of demand for whiskeys came right around the corner and glenfiddich was ready and that is what really set them apart in terms of well financially speaking of course and having that market share having that being in the market re- and being able to flood the market really put them ahead of the game so how is this made how is this stuff made so glenfiddich is matured in the finest american oak and european oak as well as sherry cast for at least 12 years So on a label for Scotland, if it says 12 years old, that means the youngest in the bottle is 12 years. You can have a different variation, like can be 12, 14, 26, but the youngest has to be labeled on the bottle. So everything is older than 12. And what they do is they'll do a lot of like blending of different age groups and such in order to get that same taste for each bottle. So you have a lot of like consistency for brand. And that's very important for people. So Glenfiddich is a single malt scotch. So what does single malt mean? Single malt means that the whiskey is distilled at a single distillery using a pot still distillation process and must be made from a mash of malt, 
barley. Those are like the big three rules, big three within that rule to be called a single malt. So it's not even like it has to be of a single type of grain, like or a single this or single, like you can have single cast and such, but it's from pretty much from one distillery because blended scotches, you can have it from different distilleries and it has to be pot stilled and has to be made from malted barley. So easy peasy. <laughs> So like I said, Glenfiddich is one of the best-selling single malt whiskeys in the world. They are packaged in this very interesting, like, tube. It's a very interesting bottle, and it's very recognizable with its green. Kind of reminds me of the um, the Jaeger in terms of, like, the green bottle and the fun shape. They, I don't know, this is, like, green bottles and fun shapes that distillers like to mess around with. <laughs> But since the prohibition time, whenever they got really ahead, Glenfiddich also started to gain more market share, which you didn't think they could get anymore after prohibition, but I guess they could. And how they did this was they saw the opportunity with duty free and started to sell their brand through all the duty free markets. So like whenever you're traveling overseas to a different country and you're at the airport and you have duty free, which means like no tax, like people would, you, know, you buy stuff, whatever. <laughs> like I always usually buy a bottle of alcohol whenever I'm in duty free. So they really started to crush it. <laughs> and it's sold in over 180 countries and about 35% of all single malt sold is Glenfiddich. Isn't that crazy? Whew, that's a lot. But enough of the lotness. For it. Let's let's taste this. Let's go. I'm ready. All right. So I poured it into my happy little whiskey tasting glass, and the color is quite light. It's a lighter brown, definitely more of the kind of like that uh, Irish whiskey color, where it's a little bit more lighter. When I, to be perfectly honest, whenever I first poured it into the glass, I immediately smelled apples, and it's quite nice. <laughs> let's give it a nose. Yep, still more of that apples, but now I'm getting more of that traditional whiskey scotch smell. Not very smoky at all. A touch of bit, a touch of it. Like you can feel like the peatiness there, but it's very subtle. It's not a heavily peated scotch. It's got good stone fruit notes to it. it smells very clean, kind of light, kind of brightens the day. Love it. Let's give it a taste. Hmm, nice. Again, not very heavily peated. This this kind of feels more, it feels like a scotch. It does. I, I almost wanted to say there for a second that it felt like an Irish whiskey, but it does feel like a scotch because you do feel a little bit more of weight than you do with some of the Irish whiskeys. But it's, it's the peatiness is so subtle and very well integrated. I get a lot of apple-y and kind of lemon notes to it. I quite, I'm, I mean, this is a mini and I know it's 12 years, but this is quite nice. For a, for a little glass? Come on. I think this was a little bit more of an expensive mini. Like, I think this one cost me, like, $3.99 versus $1.99 that I usually pay. So, again, a little bit more expensive. But for a nice little glass, this is quite good. I'm quite surprised. I'm all for the Glenfiddich. And for 12 years, like, I, I don't think that's a better deal than that if you're just looking for something quick and easy, down and dirty. I quite enjoy this. This is quite lovely. It's easy, not too complicated, enjoyable, nice, smooth finish. I do feel a little warmth in my chest, but that's the whiskey and that's the scotch speaking to my heart. <laughs> 
And it's quite good. I'm quite happy with this. So if you like scotch that is not, or if you like whiskey that's like, or yeah, if you like scotch that's not too peaty, this is not peaty at all. Not, I mean, I get the very, very subtle, subtle peatiness and it is not, it's nowhere near campfire at all. So definitely not for those who like to smoke big old campfires in your face when you're drinking a scotch that's this is not for you but it's quite lovely and I quite enjoy it so I highly suggest it (laughs) well thank you for listening my friends you can find me on twitter at pd's power hour or you can email me your questions comments or concerns to pd's power hour at gmail.com and if you like what you heard here head over to the new well, I say new. It's been like weeks now. <laughs> to polymedianetwork.com website where the Polymedia Network hang out. Me, myself included, Drunk Friend, Tales of the Lesser Medium, Poly Kill, and Indie Quest. We all hang out in a big party. <laughs> Come check us out. A lot of great other shows there. <laughs> and if you want to help out this show, please rate and review on your preferred listening application. Just takes a minute and really helps out the show. Drink well, my friends. Bye.